diversify your marketing because you never know when you're living on rented land, somebody can just go pull that lease out from under you. Thank you, Fat Cohen. That's right. <laughs> Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Happy holidays and welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rousey. Hi, Matt. Happy holidays. Happy everybody. holidays. So today we're going to talk about seven marketing technologies to watch for in 2020. Yeah, there's crazy stuff coming down the pipe and there's some old stuff that's kind of new again. Is MySpace coming back? Oh, God, I hope so. That would be so cool. I had the most Brad MySpace page ever. Really? Yeah, like all the custom music and colors. Oh, yeah, and I had custom everything. Basically, it was kind of like a combination between like hamster dance and insult machine, which was a website I had made that you could click on it and it would insult you. And then you click it again and it would just come up with new ones over and over and over. It made thousands and thousands of funny insults. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I got started into programming. Yeah. Just Actually, it was way before that, but. Insulting people. That's how I got started in web programming. Is insulting people. Well, I had to figure out something to make to learn how the technology worked. And so I made a thing that you would just come up with random insults. But it would, they were silly. It would come up with like names of family members and insult them and things like that. And it would be like, your cousin looks like a goat threw up on a shag carpet. I, I know it's confusing I, sometimes. I can't even. All right. Anyway. So let's talk about marketing technologies <laughs> for 2020. The year of vision. The da, year da, of vision. Because it's 20. Have 2020 vision in 2020. So in case you didn't know, you're going to hear more vision slogans than you ever have. Next year. Ever. Oh God, it's just going to be rampant. It's already started. It's gross. Anyway. Okay. So the first one is it's been around for a while, but it's growing rapidly right now. It's TikTok. TikTok. Right. So uh, once you TikTok, you won't stop. That has been true with the people that I've shown it to. And the, the real trick with getting hooked on TikTok, <laughs> if you want to get addicted to TikTok, is go in, search for things you're interested in and find people creating videos about those things and follow them. And then the TikTok algorithm will modify what you see from just all the random garbage that you don't care about to people making videos about things you're interested in. Right. And suddenly you get a magic feed of endless 15 to 60 second videos of things that you like. See? And it's like a happy machine. It is. And it's not all driven down by other algorithms and people just being negative. There's virtually no advertising. So there's, far. Well, there's, there's an ad when you open it. And then there's usually one ad every, I don't know, 20, 30 videos or so, if that. That's not bad at all. There's also almost no regulation on the platform at this point. Well, there you go. You can pretty much post anything you want. You don't have to worry about, and I'm not saying illegal things. I'm saying like, like you're on Facebook and you have to be like, well, I got to make sure I don't mention a brand or the word buy or sell because then no one's going to see my post, even if it's on my personal page. And if it's for my brand, I better make sure there's less than 20% text on my image and blah, blah, blah. And God forbid there's a song playing in the background. I don't know how many of my baby videos of my like less than one year old daughter dancing because there was some music on in the background had have been muted DFCA takedowns and it takes your video down. So then grandma can't see your baby dancing because Sony hates children. <laughs> <laughs> just don't sue me, Sony. Just kidding. But yeah, I'm just, you don't have to worry about any of that crap. And music is the basis of the platform. As far as I know, they have the rights and they pay out 
money to use the songs on the platform. And that's why it's almost all music based. So TikTok used to be musically, didn't it? That's right. It was like a lip syncing platform. And it still largely is. There are some firefighters on there that are freaking hilarious. Anyway, it's a worse rabbit hole than Facebook for me at times. It is. You got to be careful that your time will disappear. Set a time limit on your app, on your phone. So um, people go to me, what's the business use for TikTok? For most people, there isn't one. But I'll tell you what the business use is. You need to get a foothold on the platform while it's young and new so that later you've already got people on it and you've already got, like, get your name, right? So somebody else doesn't take your business name on the platform. Right. Create an account and then post about the same stuff that you post on, you know, it's very similar to Facebook and Instagram stories. Okay. So they're vertical videos. A lot of people just post pictures for stories, but if you post videos, it's the same thing. The sizing is actually identical. You can take a video off of Instagram or Facebook stories and put it on TikTok or TikTok stories, put it on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, nice. So it's vertical video and digital marketing masters. We're on there. Just look us up. We're under DMM podcast. There you go. So another benefit to doing it and starting now is you can build the brand that you want now without all the extra competition and ad space everywhere and spending a million dollars. I mean, Gary Vee's got a TikTok, right? Yeah, his TikTok's fantastic. Yeah. So he goes around garage sailing on it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, You can see him working people for deals on old shoes and shit. (laughs) He can afford them, but he's still going to talk you down. That's right. On that he's still out there getting four dollar and fifty cent shoes. So he's trying to show young entrepreneurs, right? You can go out and make money, right? You can put in the effort, put in the work, make the money you need to then spend on, you know, if you need to build a website or you know whatever it is, right? Another thing that we're going to talk about, we'll get into number two in a second, which we're going to talk about LinkedIn. But if you look at Gary Vaynerchuk's content on LinkedIn and then you look at it on TikTok, it's different. It's like almost completely different. And that's because he is playing to the audience on the platform. And I think that's brilliant because you should know your audience and you should know what part of your audience is using what, because different people use Instagram than use Facebook. Some people use both, right? But a lot of brands are like, oh, well, I use Instagram. I might as well use Facebook and vice versa. With LinkedIn, you've got a very specific demographic of people that use that. And it's professionals. And a lot of times it's them that people are recruiters or they're looking for a job or whatever the case is, they go to LinkedIn. And then TikTok, the median age, is still like 20 to 25. It's still a very yeah, it's young like college age demographic, kids. right? So, so you got to know. If you're selling shirts, hobbyist stuff, makeup, clothing, you know, apparel brands, gadgets, gizmos, all the kind of stuff that direct to consumer type brand things. I mean, it could be musical instruments. It could be software. It could be apps. So all, all that kind of stuff. You can pump up your brand on TikTok right now for almost no cost. And the reason is here, it's very simple. There's so many people on TikTok and not enough people creating content. They don't have enough stuff to show to everybody of what they're interested in. That's kind of nice. So when you make content, you make a video, they will show it to more people than the ones who are following you or searching for your stuff. There's a hashtag that they're using on there too. It's like my first or... Yeah, you can do that or you can just hag- hashtag. So I have, I have a test account and in my test account is related to like tabletop gaming stuff. So I put in keywords as hashtags related to that mm-hmm. and 
I have over a quarter million video views and 2,500 followers already, and I've been doing it for four weeks. So if you want to build a brand on there, now's the time. So let's go back into- uh, If you're a B2B company selling a SaaS product for large corporations, TikTok's not your space. No. You should probably be doing articles and stuff. But you should still go claim your name. Right. LinkedIn. So if you're a SaaS company and you're doing that, you should have a presence, I think, on LinkedIn. And there's probably another platform that that you would want to use too, but professional, very specific, like Mm -hmm. what you're using it for, LinkedIn. So we put LinkedIn on the list for a reason. LinkedIn's blowing up. Right. And over this last, what, year and a half, two years since they've sold, I I don't remember exactly how long Uh, it's been. I think it's been a little longer. I think it's been three years now. But what's kind of happened is there's been sort of a resurgence in it where Companies and people know they need to get on social media, but they don't want it to be non-unprofessional. Like Instagram is kind of an ish. Facebook is definitely not a professional space. And so I think the maturing of social media as a platform, LinkedIn has nailed down that we are the space for business. And they cleaned up a lot of the spam problems and stuff. There's still a lot of spamming, but I mean, you're going to get that on any platform. For God's sakes, do not go and start DMing people and trying to sell them like immediately. I only got two of those this week, so it's getting better. Oh my God, I get I get like five a day now. Here's what you don't do, okay? Go on, find someone who could be your customer, DM them and say, hey, how are you? And then they go, um, hi, or like, do I know you? And you go... I have 20% off right now on blah, blah, blah. Click here to get my free report or whatever. You haven't even like said hello to me. Like my, real, for my real. Like you don't have any idea who I am. My favorites, our, our company name forever was Hook SEO. Right. That is what we did, right? Like where we focused. And we get the message from people still that's like, hey, we do local SEO. We realize that you're not number one. I'm like, wait, no, we run those reports. Yeah. We, we are number one in this area. It's like when you go to a business networking meeting and someone comes up to you and hands you their business card and then walks away. Like you're just like throwing that in the trash. Or if you're at like a party or something, go up to someone that you might be interested in and ask them for something a little too forward and see what kind of response you have. Hi, I just met you. Will you marry me? That's right. Will you marry me? You skipped a few steps in the dating process, but uh, sure. Sounds like a solid plan. Please don't do that stuff on LinkedIn. But creating content on LinkedIn right now, LinkedIn has, I wouldn't say the same problem as TikTok. It's not that they don't have enough to show everyone, but there is, seems to be a pretty heavy lack of interesting content. So videos and articles and stuff that are well thought out, well written, seems to be, they get shared tons because people have been telling business owners and managers and people on LinkedIn that the way to shortcut the time it takes to make good content is to curate other people's good content. So once something is good and someone puts it out there, people share it over and over and over and over and over and over because they don't want to write their own stuff. So you want to be the one writing it, not necessarily the one sharing it. Sharing is still good. I mean, curating content is good. Something interesting to people you know. Go ahead and share it. But you know what's better? Something that you wrote or that you filmed or a photo that you took that's interesting that other people are going to share that builds your brand instead of you building other people's brands. Which is the thing that people do all too frequently. Every time you share a post, doesn't matter if it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you're helping somebody else build their brand. Yeah, you're saying, I like this. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Right. But 
it would be nice if you could build your own brand while you're spending the time to do that work. Right? Absolutely. So that brings us into another thing where building brands, and a lot of people are doing it more, Instagram. So number right. three on the list is Instagram. And Instagram in and of itself. Specifically Instagram stories. And their chatbots, right? And Instagram chatbots. Most people go, wait. Instagram chatbots, like they, they don't know that that's even a thing because all anybody ever talks about is Facebook Messenger chatbots and like text message chatbots, maybe even WhatsApp chatbots. Most people don't even know, like business owners don't even think that there's a chatbot that works with Instagram. And there's several, not a whole lot. I mean, it's a fairly new space. It's pretty much unregulated at this point. I heard on a podcast a day or two ago that the limit for sending messages with a bot on Instagram was 50,000 messages a day. A day. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to hit that, right? You could. But the biggest thing that they're using it for is for incoming direct messages. So if you have a large following and you have people messaging you and you got to keep answering the same questions over and over or, you know, whatever that is, or you can ask people to message you and then the chat bot will take that message and respond to it on your behalf, or it can get people back to your website. Maybe you can offer them a downloadable or something, or you can pixel them so you can retarget them with advertising, or so people can enter a contest or something like that. So there's lots of uses. So Instagram chatbots are going to be a thing. There's also Snapchat bots. I don't know if people are familiar with those either. So there's more bots than just your Facebook Messenger bot, like ManyChat and that kind of stuff, and Mobile Monkey. And Facebook's going to crack down on those. Eventually, they're going to crack down on the Instagram bots too. But it's so, not as high on their priority list. Yeah. I don't know if there's a TikTok chat bot yet, but I'm sure somebody's building one somewhere. Somewhere. APIs are awesome. And now, a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. All right. So Instagram chatbots is number three. Number four, local SEO. So local things are SEO, changing. Things always change. Google did two updates in November of 2019. Two? two. The biggest thing with local SEO is that being first in search, in organic search, mm -hmm. is not first anymore. It's now third, at least, right? Well, it depends on what device you're using and how many other types of businesses kind of come up and types of content. But, I mean, I was showing one when we had EFAT on the show. I was talking to her about it briefly, and uh, I, I forget the keyword that I typed in. But there was Google Merchant Ads across the top. And then number two down from that was some video results from YouTube. And then there was a map, and the map had an ad in it. And then it had three businesses in the map box at the top. And then it had the first organic result. Oh, and there was a couple other pay-per-click ads there too. Hmm. So I believe being first in the organic spot made you ninth place on the page. Jesus. So being first in organic search <laughs> is not the windfall it used to be, but it's still just as hard. Right. And However, being first in the map box is not nearly as hard. And there's special things that have come out that allow you to do that. I wouldn't say it's things that come out. It's just a different strategy. Oh, okay. So the strategy for coming up in local search is different than an organic search. And part of it is your organic search, but there's things like proximity and prominence and things like that that come into local search. And so 
2020 is going to be a big year for local search. Nice. Automated email marketing. This is something that's coming up. I've seen several tools come up. One that just came out a few days ago is called Rasa, uh, R-A-S-A dot I-O. And it and some other tools, I'm not 100% familiar with them yet because I haven't had that much time to dig into them. But a lot of them go out and they'll source content and then test that against what your readers read and click on and then source more of the content that your readers want. So it's basically automatic curation of content to send out on your newsletters. Well, that's fun. And I believe you can add stuff to it, like your own articles and things into it. Downfall of that, I'm not sure that you're making a connection with your audience when you're automating those things. It can save a lot of time. It's good for keeping your name kind of front and center because people see it in their e-box, their inbox over and over and over, right? Their How in, old are you? In, inbox, email box. I got the email box. Email. I've got mails. Oh, geez. <laughs> we used those discs for coasters for so long right, after AOL, AOL finally died. CDs. Wait, is AOL, they're, they're still dead still or are around? they still alive? Still around. It's kind of like Yahoo. with AOL emails sometimes. Don't sue us Yahoo or AOL. Anyway, with those things, AI, we talk about it a lot right? It's happening. We're not going to stop it. So there are some new AI SEO tools. Yes. Lots of AI assisted SEO tools. A lot of times they're calling them SEO automation tools. The verdict's kind of out on those right now. My thought is that as soon as more than one automated tool for one website and the same automated tool for another website are competing for the same thing, that eventually they're both going to lose. So what'll happen is they'll keep trying to optimize themselves against each other Mm -hmm. until Google determines that people are trying to use a system to game the system and whatever those factors are will get downgraded and then you're back to square one. Boo. The other thing is there's AI content writing tools. So an example of a tool that we use is one that takes an analysis of a whole bunch of different websites we give it and it'll tell us what are all the commonalities and then the kind of AI side of it is it gives us suggestions on improvements and then it kind of gives us a guideline of how to write really good content. So that's a fantastic tool because it's not doing the work. It's just helping you improve your work. And I think that's where the AI is really going to be valuable in 2020 and even kind of, you know, years after that. The tools that are going to automatically make changes to your content and your website, I think, is going to be a losing battle. I think it'll start to work out good and then it's going to go downhill fast and then people aren't going to know how to fix their own stuff. So good and bad. There's also some AI writing assistance tools. One example is there's one where you can take a few articles, you basically write two or three articles about the same thing, and you put that in the tool, and it'll generate 50, 60 different articles from those Wow! that look human-written. I put that in air quotes, human-written. Jury's out on those right now. I haven't really done enough testing yet to see if they work or don't work. They definitely speed up the process of writing lots of content. Well, if you're, think about it, if you're writing 50, 60 pages of content... That's a lot of writing. Yeah. That's hours upon hours. You could easily right. spend a week or two writing just, 50 pages of content. I honestly don't know how effective it's going to be unless the only thing you're going for is scale, right? So you're like, oh, I need to get 100 articles out about this topic. You're not going to have time to write 100, so write three and have the tool pump out 100. But if those are really going to be effective as what I would consider really good content that people are going to find engaging and valuable, probably not. So with the AI, 
and just things that have been happening this year and a little bit of last year, but mainly this year, right? Marketing diversification is something that we kind of need to pay more attention to, right? Right. So Mark, Don't throw all your eggs into the Facebook, Google baskets. Absolutely. Go talk to anybody who has any kind of Facebook presence and is anywhere in the compliance world. So they're a real estate agent, mortgage person, anyone who has anything to do with housing, finance, the health and wellness spaces, food and drug administration related stuff. If you have been advertising on Facebook and in some cases Google, you may have had your ad account shut down. And once that nightmare starts, good luck getting it back, to be honest. If you're in an industry like bail, when we had Brandon on from A plus bail bonds in Washington, one day Google just said, we're not going to do bail ads anymore. And then you can't run advertising anymore. So the idea is to kind of get out there and do some more other types of marketing. So a lot of people forget about Bing. Bing's got lots of traffic. It also produces traffic on a lot of other networks. So a lot of people are switching to like non-tracked searches like DuckDuckGo. And the ads you see on DuckDuckGo are from Bing. Same with like Yahoo Network. There's MSN Network. There's places like Taboola. And there's like local newsletters and all kinds of other ways that you can market. As well as people, a lot of times they forget about things like video sites, not just YouTube. There's a whole bunch of them, right? There's press releases, there's LinkedIn articles, there's all kinds of things that you can do to spread your brand on other platforms. And it's a really good idea to build those things up. I mean, if Facebook and Google are making you money, you want to keep doing that. Right. But you just want to take a few dollars of that, put some into the Bing, maybe start doing some content network type advertising, get some video out there, right? Get a couple articles on, you know, LinkedIn and... Maybe get something on SlideShare, get some Pinterest happening. Don't wait until the boat is sinking to diversify. I've heard countless times. People will be like, I was spending 50 grand a month on Facebook and Facebook shut down my ad account. And they have no other marketing whatsoever. And their sales go from, you know, hundreds of thousands to zero. Right. Because they basically have no repeat customer base. They're not doing email marketing. They don't have any way to repeat, get their customers back again. Right. And they're just pumping it through the Facebook, right? Or they're B2B or something, right? Like a SaaS company. And they're 100% in pay-per-click. So diversify your marketing because you never know when you're living on rented land, somebody can just go pull that lease out from under you. Thank you, Fat Cohen. That's right. There you have it. There's a lot of different things that you need to watch for, and there's a lot of things happening, and there are just things that you just need to probably do because the clamps are only going to get tighter every time Facebook has a scandal, which is almost monthly. Or Google. Or Google at this point, yeah. The clamps are going to get a little tighter, and it's going to be harder and more restricted, and a lot of professions rely on advertising and marketing in those realms. So diversify a little bit. It's pretty easy. So here they are again from the top. TikTok. TikTok. LinkedIn, Instagram chatbots, local SEO tools and how they're changing, automated email marketing, AI SEO tools, so help you get your message out faster, and then just marketing diversification. Is there anything else you want to add, Matt? I would like to add happy holidays to everyone, and we should have one more episode coming out before the new year, and we'll see you all in the year of vision, 2020. Make it stop. All right. Once Matt's done singing, we'll see you guys next time. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. 
For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we talk with Shelly Zavitz about her book, Your First 365 Days in Real Estate. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you. 